Hello, pod people. I'm DA, and welcome to Millennial Edition. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we will be discussing religion so that I can answer some questions we have received about religion for our Ask a Millennial segment. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter to be a part of the discussion. So let's dive right in. Today's questions are, how do most millennials feel about religion and what does it mean to be religious? Now, this is an excellent question and a heavy topic. From what I've experienced and have heard from the millennial community, I feel most millennials reject the traditional definition of religion that the prior generations accepted. You know, the the strict legalistic system of faith and worship that you live by because your parents did or your community does, so you are not rejected and you fit in and and you're fearful of a consequence like going to hell for all eternity or even in some religions, breaking religious norms could mean death. The thing that is both admirable to some and irritable to others about the millennial generation is that we question everything, and that includes religion. The religion of our parents and the prior generations call for people not to question God or whatever the divine being you serve. You are only supposed to have faith, and millennials were just not fallen for that. It is not good enough because in order to follow a religion and understand a system of belief, we need some questions answered, even if that answer is, I don't know, which is a perfectly acceptable answer. But most religious leaders are afraid to say that and and fear that, you know, someone might challenge them on it and disprove their religion altogether. So they do that thing where they attempt to fill in the gaps and speak for God, and they just kind of wing it, which leaves everyone further confused and farther from faith. So, you know, just as a side note, So to the religious leaders, you can stop telling us that our loved ones died because God needed a new flower or angel in heaven. So he inconveniently chose our loved one, you know, leaving him happy and us on earth devastated. It doesn't make any sense. It is really, really sweet, but just not believable. And we are, you know, smart enough to understand that God made the earth and angels in a matter of seven days. He spoke it into existence. He is powerful enough to do that again without taking the lives of those, you know, we love here on earth. But that's just me and my rant and I digress. Which brings me to the topic of religious leaders. I think if we are being honest, this is one of the many reasons people in general, not just millennials, have left faith. Historically, if you look at religions like Christianity, there was there was no separation between church and state. Laws of Christianity were followed as every other law in society, which meant typically that a group of rich, powerful men set the laws and controlled the masses. The rich, powerful men justified extraordinarily heinous acts in the name of God or the religion they serve. And they hurt a lot of people, especially women and children and the poor. My argument would be, you know, they were more more than likely they did not believe in a divine or a god or religion for that matter they just wanted control and religion was a way of securing that since religious populations tend to have a blind trust in their religious leaders and are vulnerable to just following along with what you know with whatever they're told even now in the modern evangelical movement the voice of god is typically an older white male spewing racist homophobic islamophobic venom all while enriching themselves to the highest portion of money they can collect from they're fully devoted parishioners. I I still kind of, um, I still laugh at Jesse Duplantis um, believing God and asking his parishioners to give him $54 million for his fourth private jet. That's $54 million for a fourth 
private jet. It, like seriously, how many of his parishioners are struggling with paying their medical bills or student loan bills? And you expect the millennial generation to not only attend this church, but to help fork over money so a religious leader can acquire another private jet while almost 30% of millennials are said to be unemployed. And we are not to call out the religious leader who, who prays to God for more luxuries and not the eradication of poverty. What was that about the Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who are humble. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice. I never read in the Bible that God blesses those who acquire a fleet of private jets that the congregation will pay for. But once again, I, I rant and I digress. Okay, so going back. Also, just side note, have you ever noticed that the more extreme and judgmental the religious leader, chances are that leader has has a dark, shady, hidden secret that usually comes to the surface that when revealed either causes the tearing apart of their church or an unusual, unnatural devotion to the leader that even the most talented psychologist can't even explain. But it most definitely has an impact on why millennials are walking away from the church. But I would argue they are not as much walking away from God. And yes, there's there is a portion of the millennial generation that identify as atheists and, and with good reason. I heard a statistic that about maybe like 24% of millennials identified as atheists and that is said to be higher than the boomer generation which only like 14% identify as atheists. But when you think about it, that still means about 76% of millennials still identify as some religion. They either believe in God or believe that, you know, that something is out there. So it appears they are leaving the old religious norms and taking control of their own religion and spirituality. After all, how one serves and worships their divine is supposed to be a personal experience anyways, and millennials understand that and have tapped into that. Which leads me to the question, what does it mean to be religious? If you ask a variety of millennials, you will get a variety of different answers. Like I said before, we have tapped into religion as a personal experience. So I'll say what it means to me. Obviously, I'm a millennial. I identify as a non-denominational Christian, so not like the white modern evangelical movement, more like one who is fascinated with who Jesus was as a man here on earth and who he is as, as a Christ or like a God-like being. So for me, love is the center of what governs over me since I believe God is love. So not a set of rules or do's and don'ts that I probably won't follow anyways. And so for me, I grew up in the church my whole life. And on one hand, I think that might have helped introduce me to this brand of faith that I now identify with as my own. And I'm grateful for that. But on the other hand, because of all the hypocrisies I spoke of, the exclusionary behavior, the politics, the homophobia, the fear of the other religions, and the message that everything is a sin if it is not in the Bible, and if you don't follow it as law, you're just going to go to hell. Um, because of that constant barrage of misguided messaging, I'm shocked I'm even a Christian to this day. Because even as a young child, I question that if God is a God of love and compassion, then how could he hate the Arab nation or the LGBTQ community? You know, didn't the same God that made me make them as well? Of course, when I tried to ask more questions, I was immediately rebuked, told God was angry, and that I needed to pray for more faith. So it left me with the impression that God was some unjust, hypocritical male that wanted everyone to follow his laws while people were being murdered and starved that I was not allowed to question, and I just had to have more faith. Oh, and of course, I had to believe that the pastor was God's anointed voice on earth so that anything they said was God's truth. 
So I had to accept the pastor's wife telling a story about a child who was being abused by a parent and was saved by the generous adoption of a same-sex couple. And the pastor's wife told me that it was really sad to be abused, but it was not God's will for the child to live with the same-sex couple. So essentially, God would rather have a kid be abused in a household with heterosexual parents than live in safety and love in a same-sex household. And no one questioned this. And as a heterosexual child who always read the Bible and went to church every Sunday with years of messaging like that, I was just appalled and basically stopped liking God because he sounded too much like the adults in my life and they seemed like awful, irrational people. And I realized I only went through the motions because I was deathly afraid of God causing bad things to happen in my life. And I was afraid of being punished and banned to hell for all of eternity. So what changed for me as I came of age and I moved away from my home churches, and yes, you heard that right, I said churches, there were several, and began exploring the meaning of life and this whole idea of religion and Christianity. The more I sought for myself what attracted me to my faith, I could be honest with myself about it. I also could reject and critique religious leaders and some parts of the Bible and admit what I didn't understand about certain things and what I didn't like, things I would never think of doing when I was younger. I also experienced different religions and was able to participate in some of their ceremonies to learn what made them devoted to it. I don't fear other religions and I don't believe God does either. And I think, and I can see that there is something that connects all of us, you know? So going back a little bit, what I liked about Christianity was what Jesus stood for. After reading about him more on my own, and even if you don't believe in religion or that there is a God, the story of Jesus is kind of interesting. Jesus was a radical for his time. He attacked the hypocrisy of the religious leaders. He was born, you know, in a radical way. I love the story of the nativity. It's really sweet. For those who don't know the story, basically this young girl named Mary who lived in Nazareth under the oppression of Rome, she's chosen by an angel sent by God. She will bear a Christ child who will ultimately die to save her people from oppression and from hell. That's it in a nutshell. And you have to admit, it's it's kind of sweet. But what I like about it is that the angel didn't choose a powerful family or some local celebrity in town. The angel chose a no-name girl who was nothing special in society and was living poor and oppressed. And, and this was a common theme with Jesus. He hung out with those to whom society feared and discarded. He was the first and ultimate human rights activist, essentially. He, he saved a woman from being stoned to death for simply having sex with a man she was not married to. He fed thousands of poor people. He performed miracles. He healed them when they were sick. He loved little children. He believed, you know, you should be kind to and forgive even your enemies. You know, the whole turn the other cheek thing instead of the eye for an eye revenge message they were all used to. He said people who were last in society would be first. He told really great stories like the Good Samaritan, not only to encourage society to help each other, but to let them know that they should love and accept other cultures and those who don't believe like them. And in the end, he was willing to die for what he believed in, even for those who didn't believe in him, even even for those who would be his executioners. I pretty much think that Jesus was a badass and the reason he's the reason I'm a Christian to this day. And I strive to be more like him. That's how much I love and admire him. And I don't feel like I have to believe in him and I don't I don't fear hell and I can stream into a live church service practically anywhere in the world and I don't feel guilty or that I'm less of a Christian for not driving to church and I believe God is everywhere even on my app and that means I can tune into him and my religion at any time, not just on Sundays. I still attend church 
church as well with my family and friends, including those who identify as LGBTQ, and I listen with an open mind. And, and I'm not listening with this blind obedience, and I still question everything. I just think that the message that Jesus left us all is the type of society that I want to see. One where love is at the center of everything we do, despite our differences and shortcomings. I just wish the older generations would get back to this understanding of religion. Everything I mentioned, most people wouldn't associate with modern Christians and evangelicals today, and I think that's really, really sad. They don't appear to be full of love and acceptance like Jesus. So if you want to see millennials return to church, then Perhaps the older generations and religious leaders should act more like Jesus. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Millennial Edition, and I look forward to engaging with you all soon.